Welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal. Uh, I almost forgot the name of our podcast just now, so you can tell it's been a while. <laughs> We're back! <laughs> I'm C. I'm Kyle. And uh, sorry for the little hiatus there. That was unexpected. It's almost like we have lives. Oh, uh, barely. Okay, one of us has, has a life. <laughs> that's, that's It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been on the site today, well, it would be yesterday by the time you hear this, uh, but if you haven't been on the site lately, I did post something today, a little more kind of site news, kind of explaining what's been going on. If you have been re- looking over the site for the last month or so, you'll notice that it's been a little light in terms of coverage. A lot of that blame kind of falls on me. I mean, in general, it falls on me because I'm the editor. That's kind of my job. But I, I had some personal stuff come up this month. Um, I was in a car accident. I changed jobs. Um, believe it or not, this is not my day job. I wish this was my day job. But Yeah, somebody somebody make us famous. Somebody report <laughs> us to somebody good, and then they'll hire us, and Please. then we'll pay you. But this is not my day job. And so I'm on the road a lot more than I was before. That was nice and rhymy. Uh, you just had a, it's been a busy, kind of awful month last month, and then we had the holidays on top of it. So a lot of things have fallen off the radar in terms of coverage on the site, and then also the hiatus kind of took a, or the hiatus, sorry, the podcast kind of took a little unexpected hiatus. Um, words are hard. So Word, Words are hard. <laughs> words are hard. So I put something up on the site today. You can go, go back and read it. I kind of explain what's been going on and um, kind of our game plan for the future. Uh, I also included a survey that you can take. You can talk about, you know, how you feel about the site's coverage, what you think we can do better, what we're doing well, and it just gives me a really concrete starting point to to make the site better going into the new year. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, it's from the editor. Um, just kind of give it a read over, maybe participate in the comments, see what other people are saying, but it really will help me out a lot in terms of getting the site back where it needs to be and just my own personal standards. It hasn't been where I think it should be, but we've gotten a lot of responses so far. Some of them have included comments about the podcast, so... <laughs> that's that's us. Yeah, that is, that's a thing we do. I'm really glad about that, actually. I, I'm glad the, the podcast has gone over very well. Almost all of the, the comments about the podcast have been positive, which not that I'm asking you to be just like, oh yeah, the site's great in this survey. Like, I want your honest opinion. I don't think there's a, like, reason to be rude, because I'm I'm coming to you and saying, hey, I'm not doing my job super great. Let me know. But if you hate me, you hate me. I understand. <laughs> if you hate me, uh, cool. Uh, I did it first. <laughs> like, thanks for trying to be me because I already hate myself. But, um, I, you know, it's uh, it's just I'm looking for honesty here. But there's no reason to really be mean. Um, at the same time, I'm not asking you to be, like, overtly pop. Don't lie. Yeah, don't, don't, don't try and suck up to me. There's no point. It's anonymous. Um, so that being said, you know, really cool that so many of you have been like, Hey, the podcast is awesome. So I'm actually going to read a couple of these because, uh, I like that. I haven't, I haven't heard any of these actually. I'm, no, I'm I, just the guy. I'm just the guy that appears on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get access to these kind of things. He's, he's not at that clearance level yet. No, <laughs> but I am the longest tenured member of Fear the Fin. So Go figure that one out. That's true. All right, so let's see. This was under, what do you think Fear the Fin does well? 
Uh, podcast is great. The podcast is solid, and I look forward to seeing how it goes forward. Nice. Cool. Someone just wrote podcasts. Thank you. <laughs> Very concise. <laughs> Appreciate it. They, they know what they like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some of you guys wrote a lot of stuff. That's cool. Podcasts are an awesome addition. Love it. You guys are fun to listen to. Aww. <laughs> Look at us. That's sweet. People, people like us. The podcast is amazing. Also, can I just note that, like, so many of you are capitalizing podcasts, and I think that's funny. It's just like... Yeah, this is an official thing for the preeminent California <laughs> NHL team. The It is the podcast. podcast. That's not true. Yeah. We are Suck not it, Bill the Simmons. podcast. The podcast. There's another really good podcast. Actually, there are a couple of good Sharks podcasts um, yeah, out there. Let's, let's say the one that we love the most But first. the one that we love so much right now is uh, The Fish Tank. It, it's on KNBR, which is apparently a radio station where most of our listeners live in San Francisco. So um, I'm assuming you guys know what it is, but yeah, it's called The Fish Tank on KNBR. Yeah, we love those guys. I would say they're friends of the pod, but I feel like we're more friends of their pod. <laughs> We're, we're yeah, we'll have to we'll have to fit we'll have to fix that for sure. But um, <laughs> but uh, we've we've both been on their show, uh, which is just new like ours. But we've both been on their show, so go check that out. Go listen to us talk about things and be called experts and analysts and things <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They I I really enjoyed recording with them. Yeah, uh, we should, I guess we should say their Twitter handles, which I have in front of me because oh, I'm good yeah, at go this. For it. So the host is Steve Fishman. He's actually from San Francisco and like grew up there. So he's like hardcore into San Francisco uh, sports. Uh, it's S Fish four one five. Give him a follow. And his co-host is Mike Browning, who's from New York and sounds like he's from New York, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and his Twitter handle is B Town forty six. Go follow them. We love them. Yeah, they're Listen great guys. They're they're fun. Yeah, Mike and I got along pretty great. We were both of the um, Martin Jones is very average camp so, so yeah if, if you if you if you want a huge martin jones boner go listen to steve fishman yeah definitely he he's gonna propose to martin jones the first time he sees him guaranteed this is very great they're good guys yes so someone else said love the new podcast thanks we had a couple mean ones i'm not gonna read them because i just don't think that's you know, whatever um uh, they're not mean okay let's clarify here they're just uh some people aren't fans of the pod you know, that's cool. And me. They don't like me, which is fine. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, Kyle is a bit of I'll a li- I'll live. Hockey Canada snob. We'll, we'll, that's we'll fine. take that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's fine. I, I wear that hat. The podcast isn't going to be for everybody. Um, I will say, if you've only listened to, you know, the first couple episodes, to to give it, the more recent ones a listen, um, I really think we, we nailed it with the Prospects Pool Party. But I've gotten better at editing stuff. You know, the first couple episodes, I just threw it together and um, didn't do a lot of heavy editing. I've been better about it in more recent episodes. So give it a shot. Give it a give chance. Give us a second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I just scrolled past one of the not-so-nice ones, so... <laughs> Suck it, person. Uh, I don't. Li- I don't like you either. Someone said less podcasts, which I just think is. We do one and a half a week. Chill. Yeah, <laughs> and that was something. It was under what can fear the fin do better. Wow. Oh. Wow, that's hurtful. Like, for instance, for instance, person, we have one in the bank that we haven't even uh, sent out to the world yet. We do. So. I keep forgetting <laughs> i also i've just had so much going on but we do have one in the bank it's a fun episode we will get that out 
soon. Whenever we feel like it. <laughs> Whenever I feel like it. Because I do the editing. I'm, I'm not finding, you know, oh, someone said less podcast pushing. Oh, we don't push the podcast. We, <laughs> I will actively tell people to not listen to me talk. I'll do the opposite, but like 220, <laughs> pe- 220 people follow me and I'm like 80 of those are like Russian porn bots. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we have a big like following in Vladivostok. I'm not sure, but yeah, you know, I'm just trying to scroll through now and I can't even find any of the, the podcast ones, but people like us. You know, that's cool. I like that. People think that we're good, that we have good chemistry. That's awesome. Oh, someone said it would be personally great if you could get the podcast on Stitcher or Spotify. Uh, thank you for, for saying that. Oh, my that. God. Can we get it on Spotify? That'd be amazing. Yeah, I would feel so... like a celebrity. <laughs> Check us out on Spotify. Um, that's something I'm going to look into. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I really appreciate it. That's just... Yo, and if any of our listeners have sponsorships, send them our way. I want to be professional. I want... <laughs> I want shit. Like, dude wipes. I don't care if your shit is garbage or it's, like, crappy. I want it. Like, that weird <laughs> stool. Like, that weird stool you use for pooping. I want that to sponsor what? a podcast. Stop. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be SeatGeek. It doesn't have to be Delta Airlines. It can be, it can be random junk. I'm, I'm okay with that. So, yeah, that Stitcher, Spotify, I will look into it. When I set up the podcast, I just did kind of the, the major ones, you know, the SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Google Play. Those are the, the big three. I guess I don't know. So yeah, that's the podcast holy grail. Are those those ones? The Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green of podcast. Ooh, I like that. So yeah, <laughs> Clay Thompson. <laughs> I left out Clay Thompson on purpose. Uh, Just kidding. I love Clay Thompson. Is he, Clay Thompson like the Spotify podcast? <laughs> no, he he's better than Draymond Green. But I just Aww. those were the first two that came to my head. It was a bad it was a bad analogy. I apologize to San Francisco. So yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna look into it. That's. Uh, Oh, yes, this is the one that I really wanted to blindside you with, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, hit me. So, I, someone, hope they, I hope they hate me. This is under the final thoughts, suggestions, and comments. Someone said, get <laughs> Kyle to pronounce player names correctly on the podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. Because of the two of us, I am the one who says everything wrong all the time. <laughs> who am I pronouncing wrong? There's not even any hard names on the... on the, You know what it is. Uh, sharks. You is it because I can't say Bagel? It's because you say Jonas. No, I don't. Yes, you oh, do. Oh, Jonas Donskoy? No, it's Jonas! <laughs> oh. You know why... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know why I say Jonas is because there's that stupid, uh, is it Weezer or whatever? My name is Jonas song. And every time a Jonas does something, so there's, um, there's a basketball player for the Raptors, I live in Toronto, uh, called Jonas Valanciunas. And my buddies will instantly text, like, my name is Jonas whenever he does stuff, and that's how I read it. <laughs> Look, his name's Jonas. I, I can't think of anything else you say incorrectly, and it's funny because I'm the one who always says things incorrectly, and it's because my... Like, I can't make my brain not think things phonetically. It does it all the time. So there are words that I still struggle to to say correctly just because I'm so used to just reading it wrong in my head. And I do that with player names a lot. I believe that one of our episodes where we previewed a game against Vancouver, I actually said Brock Bozier and it's Besser. And I just, in my brain, I see it and I go, that should be Bozier. <laughs> I 100% Bozier. I 100% said Bozier until, until recently and then I found out it was Besser. Yeah. Like, come on, guys! Don't fault me for reading a word and then saying it wrong. I gotta hear it first. Right? Maybe like, this is, like I do this. This all plays together. 
Yeah, I do the same thing with like um, Dustin Bufflin in my head. I'm always like by Fuglian. Yeah, I call him <laughs> by Fuglian actually because I'm like that is how that should be pronounced, just phonetically, and it's horrible that <laughs> like it's not. So yeah, I sometimes my brain just works faster than my mouth, and I my brain does it. I just <laughs> pronounce things wrong. Apparently, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Kyle, say things better. <laughs> I will. I will. That'll be my goal for the 2018 pod. Yeah. Is Make to uh, pronounce things better. It'll be Jonas, even though it's got two O's. Uh, it'll be Jonas Donskoy from now on. Um, we should probably talk about hockey soon. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. So there isn't anything else about the podcast that I can see. Um, but general kind of tone of the survey so far, there have been 101 responses. It's been really great. The general tone of the survey so far has been, you know, that we. We need to be more timely in our pieces, which, I, yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> then, uh, you know, previews and recaps and stuff, the tone, you know, and I, that's all stuff I'm going to work on. So the site is going to get better. Um, I'm taking in all of this. A lot of it is stuff I was already aware of, um, but this gives me a better idea and a kind of a game plan. So I'm excited for the site in 2018. I think we're, we can only get better from here. You know, I, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. So we're, we're going to make this site better together. So yeah, exciting. Better, better together. Okay. Hillary Clinton. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad anyway. you guys like us. That's, that's really Yeah. I, I'm glad you like me too. Cause I like you guys, except for that one person that told me it was a snob <laughs> up yours. But, um, yeah. So the sharks, let's talk them. Let's yeah, talk sharks. Let's talk sharks. So December was not bad for the sharks no really like except for dallas screw dallas but for the most part san jose had a decent month yeah the sharks you couldn't if you watch the sharks all of december you couldn't really be unhappy with what was going on um obviously there was some games like dallas where <laughs> you just wanted to close your eyes and shut off your tv and go to bed yeah. but for the most part san jose was taking care of business san jose is not really a, a, like a world beater nobody thinks they're a world beater their goal differential is plus nine so they're gonna win a lot of scrappy disgusting two one games three two games but hey they have played 37 games and they're third in the pacific and put themselves into a playoff position um their schedule gets a lot easier going forward and so you can't really ask uh, for much more than what we've got so far especially with the rosterbation going on by pete DeBoer constantly through the first half my issue with how December went has been overtime games. <laughs> we, if, if you've paid attention to my writing on the site, I, I kind of bring it up a lot and I tweet about it a lot because we had five games in December that went to overtime. One of those went to a shootout. Three of them were division games. One of them was a conference game, and the uh, one of them was an out-of-conference game. I don't like that. I don't like giving up a loser point to to teams in the division and in the conference. Let's see. We won. We, the Sharks, won. Uh, they won against Carolina. So cool, giving up that loser point. Not like a huge thing. Uh, lost against Minnesota. So in that case, we got the loser point against Minnesota. And then Vancouver both times went to overtime. Once Vancouver won, once San Jose won. And then Calgary went to a shootout and Jonas Donskoy murdered yet another goalie. 
so San Jose gave up a loser point to Calgary. I just don't like that. I don't, and I know that's not, you know, something that is the Sharks' fault. It's not like no, it's Gary, it's Gary Batman's fault. What are you <laughs> dumb system? The International actual- hockey uses a three-two-one-zero system. Soccer uses a three-two-one-zero. Soccer uses a three-one-zero system, um, or whatever three-zero. Whatever you want to call it, three. I'm confused, but anyway, soccer uses it. International hockey uses it. Why can't the NHL just look around and be like, hmm, maybe we should adopt this system that's way better? Because you know what it does? It creates more fun. So, yeah. for instance, everybody right now, except for Arizona and Buffalo, bless your hearts, you guys are awful. But everybody else is kind of bunched up. There's some teams that are kind of worse. Montreal, uh, basically the bottom of the Atlantic and the bottom of the Pacific. They're, they're kind of bad. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is kind of bunched up, and even those teams like Calgary, who's bad, they're still only a couple points out. So the loser point just bunches everybody up. Then when you get to the deadline, nobody really wants to sell. Teams are trying to buy, but nobody's selling because they think they have a shot. Yep. Then it creates a position where teams can't climb past other teams effectively. So back when there was ties, you could tie, split that point, or you could just win in overtime, and you could climb past teams. So this way, when if you go to overtime, you're not really gaining anything. You're gaining one point. It doesn't do much. If you're six points behind and you go to overtime three times and lose three times, you're not doing anything for your helpfulness. If there was a three-point system, you would have more separation between top and bottom. You'd have a better playoff race coming down the stretch because some teams who are on the bubble could buy and go for it, and then more teams would be selling. And if a team is thinking they can climb the ladder and they need to pass four teams, they can do it. They win four games with three points. That's 12 points right there. Boom, they're back in a playoff position. So I don't know what the NHL is doing. They just don't like fun, I guess. It's very frustrating. It's super annoying. And it sucks when the Sharks are going to overtime and giving away points to like the Kings and the Flames and the stupid Knights and junk. <laughs> there was someone who did a lot of um, analysis of teams playing against interconference games and then playing out of conference and those games when they're tied in the third what tends to happen and it games that are out of conference so you know an east and a west team playing against each other if they're tied in the third it is more likely to go into overtime than it is if they're in the same division and or sorry the same conference because I think largely of the loser point, like you don't care if you're giving up a loser point to uh, a team in another conference, but at the same time, like I don't, I don't know. I just it doesn't also it seems to not have an effect with the Sharks because they've gone to overtime three times against division teams this month and four times against conference teams this month. So or last month, sorry. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's frustrating. It's I wonder... super annoying, and it's not it's not really the Sharks' fault because that's the way the system is set up, and you want them to take advantage of the system. But it's super annoying. It is. Uh, I think ultimately, the last couple of years, it's gone from you know, oh well, you only want to give up that point if you're playing out of conference to you you want to get that point because you're on the bubble at all costs. You know, yeah. So I don't know. I wonder. I just had this thought the other day because I've been stewing over this whole they need to stop giving up loser points thing for a while. But I I honestly wonder if the playoff overtime format was through the regular season, how much that would affect games going into overtime. Because no one wants to play another full 20 minutes 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that puts more pressure on them to just end the game you know, in regulation. Because that's the thing, is that, yeah, that they tend I, to I fall think off you... in the last... I, and I want to say it's like the last yeah, three minutes, minutes or something, if it's still tied in the, the last three minutes of the third. Like, you can see them just, just like, not try. Because... I'm not saying the Sharks, and I mean hockey teams in general. The, they tend to just like, oh, well, if we just wait out these last three minutes, we're going to get a point no matter what. Yeah, and I think the problem with going to a full 20-minute five-on-five is just you're increasing injuries, you're, create, you're increasing tiredness at the end of the season. Uh, well, the season you're just shouldn't increasing be as long tr- as it is anyway. <laughs> yeah, we have lots of schedule-making issues, but it's, it's, it's weird as it is, I think. Yeah. I don't mind 3-3. Three and three. I really like 3-3. Three and three. It's exciting. The shootout is whatever. If they went to a 3-2-1-0 system, I would be totally happy to have shootouts all day long. It would yeah. be fun. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. But you can't have shootouts and have a magical mystery Gary Bettman point that just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> right. And it doesn't help when the coach of your favorite team decides to put out the glacier line of Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, and Brent Burns. Like, there's one, there's one dude on that line who can skate with other NHL players. I know that Joe Thornton is incredible. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's leading the Sharks in points with 27 points. In a three-on-three setting, he's not good. He is slower than I am at hockey. I love it. Like, he just is a slow dude. It's not his fault. He's just old and knee injury, and Joe Pavelski's a slow dude, too. The key there is that if they win and get the puck, they're never giving it up. They're just, they're just not. But if they somehow take a shot and it misses or there is a turnover or they lose the draw, they're so screwed. Yeah. I think in the, the Calgary game, because that was the last one that went to overtime, on the broadcast, Randy Hahn was like, Pete DeBoer starting with Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton. Like, he just sounded so, like, so bored by it. It's just, oh, God, why? Just like, oh, his trusted line of Joe, Joe, and All and you Brent. have to do is put out, all you have to do is swap out one of those, one of the two forwards, Pavelski or Thornton. Put on, I don't know, anybody. Like, geez, put on Meyer, put on Hurdle, put on Couture, put on Thornton. Actually, speaking of Hurdle, if we're looking back at a little reflection of December, Thomas Hurdle is freaking good at hockey. Thomas. Tomash, Tomash Hurdle, whatever. <laughs> now I'm just going to point out every time you say a player's name wrong. <laughs> Tomash Hurdle is super, super good at hockey. Yes. Like that Calgary game, yes. he was up and down the ice. He was doing everything possible. I I really hope that when they sign him next year, because his contract is up again, he makes not a super large amount of money. He should get as much money as he can, but I want to see him with the Sharks going forward because he is good at hockey, and he is slotting into different positions. He carried the load while Couture was out. Now he's back, and he's back on the Couturtle line. Uh, It's fine. I like it. Thomas Hurdle is is dynamite at hockey. Yes. He he had a very good December. Can we talk about the Dallas Stars game for like a minute? Yeah, go wild. I have (laughs) nothing good to say about that game. Well, no, I don't either, and I think... So here's the thing, the the Calgary game went very well, and before Calgary it was LA, which also went super awesome, uh, and then Vancouver, which went very well. So I, I think this month we were starting to feel good about the Sharks again, right? Because, let's see, games yes. that the Sharks I have lost. A theory. I have a theory why. The Sharks lost to Tampa Bay, they lost to Washington. Then they won a bunch. They lost to Minnesota in overtime. They lost to Vancouver in overtime. They lost to Edmonton. And then the rest of it was all just them winning. So, like, we were starting to feel good about the Sharks, right? Like, we were like, okay. Like, think this is all right, all right, all right. 
Dallas, I think, first of all, Dallas is always good in their New Year's game. I'm going to have to look that up to verify, but that's just, as someone who watched a lot of Dallas Stars hockey over the last couple of years, I feel like the New Year's game was always one that they were, they were going to win. It's kind of their tradition. They always have a home game on New Year's and it's like a big thing. So I think it's one of those that they're always just ready to play that night. That game exposed a lot of the Sharks' weaknesses. That game is what makes me nervous for playoffs. See, I kind of have a different theory. Yes. I think it was one of those. I think it was one of those games where every once in a while, like it's an eighty-two game season. Nobody's going undefeated. Right. Um, nobody is winning sixty-seven games. Right. Uh, I think it's one of those games where the team kind of collectively just shits their pants and things start going downhill, and they just go downhill, and you try to escape and move on. And if you look at it. They won coming in uh, a Calgary game in overtime against a division rival. They go play Dallas. They get absolutely lambasted. Then they go and play Montreal and crush the living daylights out of them. Yeah, that was. I think it might be one of those games where they just kind of got caught with their pants down, which happens during the season. And I think it just might be an aberration. Like if we look back in heading into the playoffs, if we look back, we might go, "Hmm, that was weird," but it doesn't ultimately mean anything. Or it could be what you mean in that the Sharks weaknesses could be super exposed yeah well i don't know i don't think it will be especially because if we look forward into the upcoming back half of the season and the schedule the sharks roster is playing really well right now and they found a lineup that seems to be working except for dylan Demello. please get off the ice but um Why? other than that like timo meyer is now turned into a legit forward uh goal scoring forward just leave him with the joes kevin lebank has turned it back around again uh has matched his point total from last year already um you're getting tierney playing solid at 3c if you can get barkley goodrow back at 4c um you're getting Sorensen doing work uh tour and hurdle and don square absolute maniacs uh thornton seems to be doing uh a-okay after his knee surgery the sharks are trending in the right direction their roster is looking really good right now uh, and this team, as soon as they get a little shooting luck, is going to explode. Yeah, Thornton and Pavelski both seem to be finally, like, maybe not 100%, but I feel like they're both sitting at, like, a comfortable 85. Yeah, and I think Thornton, <laughs> I think Thornton is even maybe better than that. He's, Thornton's looked really good. Uh, he's looked old, but hell, he is old. Yeah. Um, but he, he's, he's been good. He's not gonna, Thornton's not gonna hurt you out there, uh, especially if, Pete DeBoer keeps the matchups uh, in his favor. I, Joe Thornton's not going to hurt you. He's going to actively help you. So yeah. uh, I like what they've done. I like that Pete DeBoer's finally put Timo Meyer on the top line. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. I'm not a religious man, but I am today. Thank you, Jesus, <laughs> for <laughs> putting him up there finally. He scored two goals against Montreal. Like, and Joe Thornton scored a goal. Like That, that line was stupid good. Um, Couture, Hurdle, Donskoy, Like The lines are in a good place right now. I don't want to see dumb stuff being moved unless we can move DeVille and DeMello out for Tim Heed. Yeah, we just need to get the the defense back that we had. That... And it's almost there. It's so close. <laughs> Classic Braun, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan and DeMello. Dylan DeMello is, is a horrible pair, but whatever. Ryan Burns. is. Do we think that Tim Heed has a nagging injury? That I brought that up as like a potential conspiracy theory because he did get injured earlier in the season and it, actually it was early in December correct it, was it against yes the flyers it was he was like he of... was like out then he came back and scored then he was out again and he's been MIA since and they yeah. can't send him he down is the problem right 
they can't send Team Heat down, they can't send DeMello down, the only person they can send down is Ryan, and then that makes your rights and lefts unbalanced. Also, that would just be dumb. Yeah. Uh, that, would just, that would just be flat out stupid. But if we can get... So if Tim Heat... It turns out that Tim Heat has an injury, I will be less critical in hindsight uh, of what the coaching staff is doing because... Because... And I'm going to say it. I feel like we need to be more fair going forward. Pete DeBoer has not put Paul Martin back in the lineup. Yeah, actually, no. I was literally just sitting here thinking, where's Paul Martin been? Because he's not allowed to be with the Barracuda anymore, right? He, he's He's bad. not. He's being scratched. He's just being scratched. Yeah, okay. I have not been following that closely. I just forgot he existed once he got sent down like i <laughs> literally was a- like oh okay. ahl legend paul martin paul martin is now an ahl player and will be for the rest of time like i just didn't i forgot <laughs> i forgot he existed. I, I think i think i think paul martin is getting the hey paul look where the team is going we need you as a veteran presence maybe if somebody gets injured we'll get you in there if we find a good trade you're gone but we need you to be that good team soldier Right yeah, now, he's getting uh, the the best way to be a team player is to do what's best for the team. Talk and what's best. Yeah, it's for like the when it's, it's like it's like it's like when a player gets traded away and then resigns with the team right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's getting that, and I think if the trade appears, Paul Martin's going to take it. Uh, it. Might be more closer to the deadline, but Paul Martin is definitely getting the on the side money to sit out. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to take care of him. He's being, he, he's, he, Paul Martin's an old school guy. He comes from the old school. Um, he knows, he knows, he knows what the deal is. He's a good he's Minnesota aware. boy. Is he? Yeah. You didn't know that? I no, I'm a Canadian. I follow Canadian hockey Come players. Come on. Didn't you read that article? I did, Come but on, like, I don't, I didn't keep tabs on it. Yeah, he's a good. Sorry. Next time, next time I'll annotate uh, my notebook. He's a Little gopher. Stickies. He went straight from the Gophers to to the NHL. He went, yeah. He went straight from the Gophers to the NHL. Oh well, he knows he knows what the deal is. Yeah, he's been around hockey long enough. He knows what the deal is. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see Paul Martin suit up again. Uh, I'm assuming we may a couple times, but I I think there's a likely chance that uh, he gets traded before we see Paul Martin again. Yeah, probably. Rest in Man. peace, Paul Martin. But <laughs> rest in peace. Um, <laughs> Arendelle, super awesome at hockey. Don't want to create a goalie controversy here, but Arendelle, super good but, at hockey. Uh, yeah, Arendelle should um, start more games. Maybe like I just I don't think that's a hot take. No, but the thing the thing that Martin Jones Martin Jones is a playoff performer. That's his thing. Is that in a big time a big game? Martin Jones is going to be there. Look at the 2016 playoffs. The guy was a brick wall. Look at last year's playoffs. He was pretty good. Big games, he comes up big. So if you can get him super rest and play Arendelle a lot and get Jones super healthy, Martin Jones might turn into Carey Price again in the 2018 playoffs. There's that chance because if he's a playoff performer and we know that there's guys out there that are playoff performers, San Jose could be in a really good situation where they can play Dell a lot and win games and Martin Jones gets the rest he needs and Martin Jones goes into the playoffs dynamite and on fire. Here's the thing about Martin Jones and it's... It's not something that's uncommon with goalies, is that he performs under pressure. And so far this season, the Sharks haven't had a lot of games where they're really under pressure. It's they're getting slaughtered or they're, you know, relatively tight games or every so often they they kind of pull out all the stops um, and they're pretty dominant. So... There haven't been a lot of situations where the Sharks are feeling this enormous pressure. And Martin Jones is one of those 
goalies that just he performs under pressure. I think Pittsburgh is seeing that kind of same thing with Murray this year. That yeah, Matt Murray. Matt Murray's awesome. But he he hasn't been great during the regular season. I mean, he's been injured. He's al- he's also he's also twenty one. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like he you know he's he's young and he's he's very very good under pressure, and I think that's yeah, so that's just a similar it, thing with Martin Jones. Yeah, so if Martin Jones is that guy, super for it. I'm okay with that. But then play Aaron Dell, which it seems to be working. Uh, Pete DeBoer seems to be doing that, which is awesome. I really, I just can't stress enough how excited I am for the Sharks roster going into the last half of the season because it seems like Pete DeBoer has been playing the lineups that work. It doesn't seem like he's doing weird, dumb stuff. It seems like he knows what's working, what's not working, and it seems like he has a vested interest in playing the optimal lineup. And as soon as this team starts getting a little bit more luck, like look at Timo Meyer has been on fire, they're going to be a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, I think going into this season, this is something that, you know, because I am, I am involved with hockey pretty much every day of my life, but, you know, covering a team regularly, something that gets talked about a lot is kind of a team's identity, right? And that, you know, players like knowing what a team's identity is and knowing what the, you know, the mood in the room is. And I think going into this season there was a big question mark over that, you know, that for sure, who, who is this San Jose Sharks team going to be? Is this going to be a team where the kids step up and, and really contribute? Is this going to be a team where, you know, maybe Logan Couture really starts to come into his own? They, they just didn't know coming into this year because there were so many question marks over everything. I think going into 2018, this team has kind of found itself. What do you think it is? I think, and I hate to say this because it sounds really negative, but I don't mean it in a negative way, but I think this is a team that that's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. If that, like... Like they're, like they're dying? Not, like, <laughs> not in a bad way, but, you know, like, they... No, you know, that that's not like a... <laughs> not like a... Like they know that they can win the Stanley Cup? But that the window's closing. That, like, that it's oh. there... And it's very close, but if they don't get it, then, then it's that, over that door is closing. Like, um, <laughs> have you ever watched the show Being Human? No. Oh, dang it. Okay, so there's a character on Being Human who is a ghost, and she hasn't <laughs> she hasn't crossed over. And there are a couple times uh, in the first season where a door appears, and she has to make the mm. decision to go through the door and cross over, or stay in the real world. And if she stays in the real world, like that's it, it's done. Right, so I think this is a team that they're looking at that door, and either they can make it, or they're going to stay in the real world, and it's not going to come back. You know, not with hmm. this. Group. I like it. I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm for it. I like this analogy. They know the window's closing, but they know that they've shoved a piece of wood under it and have hold, held it open for a little bit longer. Right, and they're they're capable. That's the thing. It's not like a last. Yes, they look very effort, capable. You know. Like, yeah, this isn't. Yeah. Like, oh, we're in denial that the window's closing. It's not like, they're not like... Like the Pittsburgh Penguins? Oh, snap. <laughs> they're not sitting there with the window, like, literally cutting them in half and going, no, it's fine, guys. Like, we can still get through this. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks method. Yes, <laughs> that's not it. They're, they have done everything they can to hold that window open, and they're jumping through it, you know? And I think that they can. But I, I, I think that they're a smart enough team to know that... That if it doesn't happen here, then 
then something's it may gotta not change. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, and that window might close like right. Like Joe Thornton's literally been holding it up for twelve years, yeah. and he's like running out of like he's like Atlas with the world, and it's just crushing him slowly, <laughs> and it's just gonna like close on him, and he's gonna be really sad because Joe Thornton will retire without a cup, but and I it'll think, be super sad. I think at the beginning of the season they really didn't know. If the window was no, at the beginning of the season, they're like, "Let's see what the hell happens. Let's right. see if Joe Thornton's even a hockey player anymore." Yep. But it turned out that he is, and they're really good. And my my identity for them is that they are a defensive monster. Yes, um, this team has allowed the second least uh, the second least amount of goals. That makes sense. Yeah, the second least amount of goals in the league. Uh, Tampa's allowed ninety one. Uh, San Jose's allowed ninety three. They're tied with uh, L A. or the Blues. I forget. And those are the only four teams under hundred. I could be wrong about St. Louis. There might be some other team. But either way, they've allowed 93 goals against. It's second best behind Tampa's 91. The problem is they've only scored uh, 102. So, yeah, that's a problem. But this team is a defensive monster. You're not going to come into San Jose and beat them easy for the playoff analogy four straight times. You're going to work. This is the... Remember when the LA Kings got into the playoffs in like 2012 and they finished eighth or whatever and then scratched and clawed their way through the playoffs? That's what this team is going to be like. Yes. You're going to win 2-1 playoff games every time. You're going to win 3-2 games. You're not going to win the 6-4 barn burner. You're going to grind. You're going to play your ass off. And hey, they say defense wins championships, so if the Sharks can score a couple more goals along the way and help their cause, that would be amazing. But this, this team is going to be a pain in the ass to beat and hopefully Edmonton doesn't make it because Edmonton has the tools to just skate by everybody. So I, I think the Sharks, if they keep up this defensive beast they've got going on, are going to be in really good shape if everybody stays healthy and things keep going the way they are. Like Kevin LeBanc keeps scoring and Timo Meyer keeps scoring. Yes, I agree. Do you want to talk about the games coming up? Well, we've got three yes. kind of in the next week. There's only one that's super important to me. Yeah, they're on a little road trip right now. They just played in Montreal last night. Tomorrow they will be playing in Toronto, in Kyle's backyard. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! And I am going to the game because I can only afford to go to one hockey game a year. Thank you, Toronto, you jackwads. <laughs> and I go every year. My best friend is a Leafs fan. Uh, we've been going, I think this is like the seventh year in a row that we're going to go. Fun fact, I've never seen the Sharks lose to Toronto in person. It's amazing. I am super obnoxious in person. Like, they score and I'll stand up and cheer and yell at people. It's awesome. Especially when it's silent. I've been on TV three times now. Uh, I want to keep I want to keep that alive. <laughs> so, I'm really excited. And we're sitting behind the bench to the left a little bit. So we probably should be on the hard camera a, a decent amount, uh, a little bit. But being in the lower bowl in Sharks gear, I will definitely 1,000% be singled out by the cameras. I'm super excited to give the finger to my best friend numerous times. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Also, 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 I'm super worried that the Sharks are just going to outright lose to the Leafs team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the first time that I'm actually really worried. Yeah, yeah. Toronto's been kind of struggling a little bit though lately, haven't they? Or am I making that up? No, they have, but I mean, they have Mitch Marner, uh, William Nylander, Austin Matthews, Nazem Kadri, James Van Riemsdyk, Jake Gardner, Morgan Riley. Yeah, they also have Roman Polak. So, like, yeah, I can't wait for Roman Polak to be walking around like a turnstile on the pylon that he is and cost <laughs> us the title. You know, I'm actually going to a Sharks game this month too. I just thought of that, but at the end of the month, they're who gonna, is it? Who is it? They're going to be in Detroit. Yeah, at the end of this month, the pe- the Pete's Arena. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I'm excited. I haven't bought tickets yet. Yeah, my tickets are really expensive. It's really annoying. Well, I am, tickets I'm frustrated. the day of in Detroit go down 
like massively and there are always tickets available because it's a huge arena and the tickets are super overpriced so they drop the day of last time i saw that the savers play there and tickets were like 50 bucks so to be fair it's the savers yeah that's that's true but it's also so the sharks play... and people don't like the sharks in michigan so detroit should never like the sharks because in charlotte san jose's like third season they upset detroit as the one seed and san jose was the eight seed and absolutely ruined them and it was the first big moment in sharks history and for a long time it was the biggest and only moment yeah <laughs> so yeah, up yours, Steve Eiserman. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, I'm very angry in 2018 so far, it seems. I'm usually not. I love it. I like this but 2018 they, Kyle. <laughs> but they play Toronto tomorrow, and then they play on the back-to-back. They play Ottawa uh, on Friday night. Ottawa sucks. <laughs> they really awful. do. They are awful at hockey, so please don't lose there. I think we see Aaron Dell against Ottawa. Yeah, probably. So Dell beat Montreal 4-1 and looked really good doing it. I think we get Jones against the Toronto game. He'll bounce back from Dallas. Yeah. Could be a rough outing. Could be a really good outing. Who knows? We don't know. Dell will play the back-to-back. And then on the 7th, they play in Winnipeg, where it's going to be freezing cold. Winnipeg's been really good this year, and it makes me mad. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Winnipeg's Winnipeg's first in the in the central. It's awesome. I love Winnipeg. No, it just it makes me mad because I don't care. <laughs> like I oh. don't care about Winnipeg. There's nothing like uh, uh Shifley for me is really endearing just because of that one time that he uh kicked a puck in in San Jose and Jamie Baker was standing between the benches trying to explain what was going on during a very lengthy review and Mark Shifley was leaning over into Jamie Baker's microphone to say I didn't kick it. I didn't kick it in. (laughs) And Jamie's just laughing like, uh, I think Shifley wants to explain what happened. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that was... I like like their team. They're really likable. They're Shifley, Wheeler, uh, Ehlers, Line A, Hellebike, Hellebuck, I don't know, don't yell at me, Uh, Bufflin, Enstrom, (laughs) See, I don't... I'm not a big Dustin Bufflin fan. Jacob Truba... No, I don't like Dustin Bufflin either, but... uh, Jacob Truba's a good Michigan boy, so... Props. Yeah, Tyler Myers. They they they're they're fun. I like that they're good. Winnipeg deserves to have a good hockey team. They're they're a really good fan base. The Win- MTS Center in the playoffs is awesome because they invented the whiteout where everybody comes wearing white. So oh in the playoffs, God. sometimes you'll see teams do like uh, colors. Like the Sharks, they'll every they'll put like black T-shirts on the things, or the Ducks will put orange. Yeah. So in Winnipeg back in the day, in like the '80s or whatever they would call it the Winnipeg Whiteout, and they, everybody would show up in white. So the team didn't give out shirts to make everybody do this fake whiteout. People would just show up in white on purpose oh and God. do the whiteout, like, organically. It's incredible, awesome. and they still do it to this day. So uh, it's a really loud building. I'm, I, I hope Winnipeg enjoys a nice, deep playoff run. I just don't care. I, they're... I care more because I'm Canadian, and yeah. I want... There to be more Canadian teams, and there's only seven, and I'm afraid that Ottawa and Calgary are going to leave. They've just been so boring for, like, the whole time I've paid attention to the NHL. Like, there's... Yeah, but they're hot. They're fun now. Yeah. Meh. Meh. I, Give them a second chance. I really don't care about Patrick Line. 2018. Turn over though. a new leaf. I just don't care about Patrick Line. That is, like, I he, cannot bring myself to care. Although, Blake Wheeler, nothing but respect for my president. He's an, <laughs> he's an American hero, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Uh, that's awesome. Shouts to, uh, like. to Blake Wheeler. Shout out to Blake Wheeler. And I like you, Mark Shifley. You played in for the Barry Colts, which is 15 minutes away from my hometown. Nice. So that's what you know, kind of what we got coming up. Do Should it. we make our bold predictions? Well, yeah. Let's go over last time's bold predictions a couple weeks ago here. We we made some predictions once upon a time. Okay. Do you remember what yours was? Yeah. I said Jonas Donskoy was going to get a hat trick. 
He did he not. He did not. No, but he had a really good shootout goal that just... That's the stuff. Yeah, that that was like hook that to my veins. That is everything. That <laughs> let, is everything I want. Let that sustain me. <laughs> yeah, uh, my prediction was even worse and somehow even more hilarious. I said that <laughs> during the week, Daniel Reagan was going to collect five NHL points. <laughs> he was you, cut for two games, played in like one or two, and they got sent down and will never uh, be returning to the NHL. You cursed him. <laughs> yeah, it was a jinx. Dang. Terrible. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it was it was really bad. I feel bad because we all thought he was going to be good. He's not. Oh well, that happens. Poor Daniel Riggs. <sighs> My boy. Anyway, pour pour one out for Daniel Riggs, everybody. So, what's your bold prediction for this week? I don't have one off the top of my head. I never think of these in advance. My bold prediction is specifically for tomorrow, and I bet you the Sharks win five one. That is a very specific prediction. Well, I'm going, so I had to be uh, going in in person. It's bold, uh, for sure. Yeah. Up here is Toronto. I hate you the most. I hate you almost as much as I hate LA, if not more. Leaf Nation, I'd fight me all of you. (laughs) I'm going to say that Tomas Hurdle gets a game-winning goal. It's not a super bold bold prediction, but, you know, three games, the chances of him getting the game winner on one of them, uh, you know. I like it. I like it. What's what's your what's your point prediction? I'm going a full a full hog six. I'm gonna say four. Oh, you think they lose to Toronto? <laughs> I think they lose or Winnipeg. To Winnipeg, yeah, that's. I think they lose to Winnipeg. So no, I think they get on a nice little Canada roll. They beat Montreal. They're gonna beat up on Toronto tomorrow. They're gonna beat the living Christ out of Ottawa because they're horrible. Uh, and then they're gonna be rolling. They're gonna beat Winnipeg. Come home, the conquering heroes, and then promptly lose. But still, I think that they 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 clear this week with six points. All right. All right. Yep, I'm excited. Also, I will be doing, uh, last year I wrote a retro diary of my time at the Leafs game where I broke it down. Uh, I'll be doing that again this year. It's basically just me narrating my thoughts as the game goes on. It's pretty funny. I like it. Yeah. I laugh at myself. I so look for, look for that after the game. I like it. It's going to be a fun game. Patrick Marlowe still makes me very sad. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna boo him really hard tomorrow. <laughs> it'll be my crown. It'll be Aww. my crowning achievement of the day. Do you have a Marlowe jersey? No, I have an Owen Nolan jersey because I respect my president. <laughs> Actually, my prime, prime minister. minister. <laughs> Owen Nolan's my favorite player ever. I have a I have a black Owen Nolan jersey for some reason, uh, and I have a blank teal. Um, I wish Marlo was on it, but I don't know what I'm going to put on it yet. But I'll be wearing the black Owen Nolan because that's my dude. Nice. Uh, you should have a sign or something for Patrick Marlowe, but make it mean. I, I will have two signs, and they'll be in the form of middle fingers on both my hands. <laughs> Go checks.